Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 364. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where I'm going to be sharing with you strategies and also some steps, some tactics to help you achieve your biggest goals in business in 2023 and also in your life. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you about the power of having a word of the year and how it can help you stay focused and motivated throughout the year. Now, personally, this is my ninth year running of having a word of the year. For those of you that may not be familiar what that is or why you'd want one, keep listening. But essentially, a word of the year is a single word that you choose to focus on and really embody throughout the year. It is a way for you to set an intention or a theme for yourself. And I have found it to be incredibly powerful for my own personal growth, also my professional growth in terms of the business, and also just in our family life because I, well, last year, I actually shared the word of the year in the process with our boys as well. And So the word that I had last year was experiment. And when I shared it with the boys, my eldest was so keen, by the way, he was seven at the time, so keen to also make that be his word. And he was like, well, why don't we do this whole thing as a family? And I just thought to myself, well, that's really cool because up until that moment, my word of the year had always been something that I kept for myself personally. But last year, we actually took it on as a family, thanks to my son, and it was beautiful. It was really cool. And they totally got the concept. So this is what I know, okay? If you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I'm not really into resolutions, or I don't know if I can stick to it. Well, I think you can. I believe you can. Because my children aged seven and five, They did and they loved it and they even saw enormous personal growth as a result. So our word of the year last year was experiment and that meant that in order for us to truly embody it and keep it front of mind as we were going about our ordinary days, uh, we ended up living, I would say, just a more exciting life. We tried things that we would never have tried. Uh, If you watch my Instagram stories, if you watched just recently, you will have seen that my son uh, actually tried snails, escargot. He tried snails at a French restaurant. And even though we're now technically in a new year, it's 2023 at the time of this episode, he has formed a habit of experimenting. He's made experimenting and trying new things a positive. He's made it be a habit. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. It's an experience that leads to good things. So he tried it. 
he did not like it, but he enjoyed the fun and the practice of trying something new. And he even says, you know, a year ago he was not eating sushi. Now he just loves sushi and is getting more adventurous with the, the types of sushi that he's trying. Um, but it goes beyond foods. It even went uh, into our holiday destination. We chose to go somewhere as a family that we've never been before, even at the cost of us going somewhere that we wanted to return to, which is Thailand. We've been to Thailand four times, um, could easily go there every year, but we wanted to stretch ourselves to go to new places. And so we did that. We took the kids to Bali last year and they absolutely loved it. Again, tried all sorts of new experiences, foods included, all of that. But it really helped all of us to get outside of our comfort zones and try something new. And as a result, we just have less resistance to change or to things being unfamiliar. We think about those in a really positive way. Like I said, we now have trained our brains to see them as positive experiences when something is new and unfamiliar or different. And we think, why the heck not? Let's experiment. And the cool thing was that both of the boys could embody it or they could remind themselves of the word when they were in unfamiliar situations and be like, oh, well, no, I'm just going to try it because this is an experiment or, okay, well, maybe we were meant to end up here because uh, this is something different. So let's just go with it. (laughs) And it was just really beautiful to see. So last year's word was experiment and keep listening and I will share with you what my word is for this year. Before I go on, I do want to say that you're probably hearing a lot more online anyway about the concept of having a word of the year because it really has gained popularity in recent years. I don't first know. I'm so sorry. I wish I could recall where I first heard about this. I don't know. If it ever comes to me or comes to mind, like where did I first hear about word of the year nine years ago? I will definitely share it with you. Um, Yeah, I just don't know where it came from. But it is gaining in popularity and with so many people using it as a way to set goals or to create positive change in their lives, I thought I've got to do my annual Word of the Year episode. So hence why we are here enjoying this time together. So why is having a Word of the Year so important? First and foremost for me, It helps me to stay focused and on path, on track with the things that I value the most. When you have a clear intention, which is what a word of the year is, or maybe you connect more with it being a theme for the year, when you have that clear intention or that clear theme, it becomes easier to stay on track, to make decisions that align with your goals. And by choosing a word that really resonates with you, then you can use it as a touchstone to remind yourself of how you want to live, how you want to show up in your relationships, how you want to show up in your life with your fitness goals, in your business, boundaries, all of that. 
It keeps you on path. Now, when I say choose a word that resonates with you, this is where we have to become really good at tapping into how we feel in our body. And so this isn't, for me anyway, this process is not so much about the head and knowing and bringing knowledge. It is about feeling and being. So I've shared this in the past. I know it sounds woo-woo and fluffy and potentially crazy to a lot of you, but for me, the word of the year presents itself to me. It almost shows up for me. And when it shows up, I can feel in my body all of those sensations that you get when you know that something is true or right for you. It feels like, for me anyway, it feels like butterflies in my belly. It feels like my heart is expanding. I feel like my eyes are just like 10 times bigger. (laughs) I feel excitement, exhilaration, exhilaration. Maybe I get sensations up and down my arms and my legs, even possibly goosebumps. It's kind of like, you know, being seen or when you're in the presence of truth and you get those truth chills, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's the word. That's the word. And so then I just freaking know. I just know that's my word. It's like my soul has been penetrated. That's how it feels for me. And So when I say choose a word that resonates with you, I want you to pay attention to your body cues. How do you feel in your physical body when you either think about a particular word or when a word shows up and you're like, oh my gosh, I think that could be my word of the year. So again, before I move on, uh, if you're not familiar with what the word of the year is, Know that it is essentially an intention or it's a theme for yourself that you can take with you throughout the whole year and use as a powerful tool for your personal and professional growth. Now, having a word of the year is not just about your goals and staying focused on goals. It has also really helped me become more present and mindful in my daily life because the word is like, I've described it in the past, as being like an anchor. It's very grounding. You come back to the word all the time. And when you come back to the word, you come back to the present moment. Now, the present moment does not exist in the past. The present moment does not exist in the future. It's not concerned with mistakes of the past or worries of the future. It is only existing in the now. So having your word of the year pulls you back into the now. And it can be a beautiful reminder to call you back to presence, to call you back to to mindfulness and what you are experiencing in the now. And that really helps to cultivate a more positive mindset, a sense of purpose and meaning in our day-to-day, even in the most ordinary of situations. I have been able to call to mind my word of the year in mundane life situations such as stacking the dishwasher. Oh my gosh, how fun is that that task? Not so fun, you may be thinking. (laughs) But I can find purpose and meaning and presence and mindfulness in that action of stacking the dishwasher when I 
call to mind the word of the year. So again, it's like a habit. It's like what I shared just before with my children and them saying, oh no, this particular thing didn't go our way and now we've ended up here and da, da, da. And now they're like, oh, hang on a minute. Maybe it's meant to be, or this is a beautiful opportunity to experiment. And so it just brings that peace, that purpose, and again, that that mindfulness and presence to the thing that you're experiencing at the moment, which does wonders for our mental health and therefore how we can function for the rest of our day. I also encourage you to have a word of the year because it can be a beautiful way to practice self-reflection and really going inward, that introspection. Because when we focus on a single word, then we can really take time to think about, well, what is it that we want to achieve? What is actually important to us? And I know that those questions seem simple, but they are actually really complex and they're questions that most people fail to ask themselves and therefore they just start drifting throughout their days and weeks, months and year and then look back and go, well, what did I even do or how did I end up here? Or they feel like they didn't achieve enough or they're not satisfied or fulfilled. Now, I call that living a life by default. If you're someone that wants to live a life with intention and design and get to the end of the year and feel fulfilled, then part of that life by design process for me includes having a word of the year, because I get to think about, well, what is important to me and what do I want? Now, why is that important? Well, it helps you better understand yourself. It helps you understand and get really clear on your values, to live a values-based life, to make better decisions that actually feel good, decisions that align with who you are at your core and on a values level and what you are wanting out of life. Because the alternate of that is drifting or living that life by default. So getting ahead of it by choosing your focus, setting your intention or choosing a theme, I promise you that when you do that and when you truly embody it, everything changes. And I wouldn't be doing this practice, like what this is my ninth year, I wouldn't be doing this practice if that wasn't the case. I certainly wouldn't be sharing it with my children if that wasn't the case. So how do you choose a word of the year? Is it as simple as just choosing an action word and saying, oh, yep, that's going to be it? Well, (laughs) it is important to take the time to actually reflect on what you want to achieve in the year and what is most important to you. So giving yourself some time and space, and maybe it's going to come to you really quickly as you listen to this podcast episode Or maybe it's not. Maybe you're going to have to go for a beautiful walk in nature. Maybe you're going to, maybe it's going to come to you in a meditation if you're someone that is great at visualization and meditation. Maybe you're someone that's going to ask, like put that prayer out there, that request, and ask, like present my word of the year to me and make it really obvious so that I stop and pay attention. But there are various ways. For you to choose your word of the year. And I think it comes down to knowing, knowing yourself again. So I know that if I meditate, the best form of meditation for me is visualization. I also know that I get great clarity from walking. So walking out in nature alone, 
not even, not with headphones on, not listening to a podcast, but just with natural sounds of the environment around me. I also know that journaling is a great process for me. So if you're someone that is an active journaler, because clarity comes to you from that, then writing yourself down a prompt, like what type of year do I want to have this year? Or what is most important to me this year? And then just sitting there and free writing and journaling, that could help you. But I really do want every single person in this community to give themselves the time and the space to truly think about what you want to focus on in the coming year and what values or qualities you want to embody because it's the values and the qualities that are going to help you actually give that word life. Otherwise, it's just a word. So my word of the year this year is allowing. Oh, and as I say it, I get the body responses. The word is allowing. And it came to me like a truth bomb when I went to see Abraham Hicks and I shared about that experience in last week's episode or in episode 363. That's where I shared about that. Um, But it came to me when Abraham was speaking and it just hit me like a jolt of lightning, almost to the point of like, did that particular line or phrase hit anyone else in this arena as hard as it did me. And I had to like actually look around and I mean, I couldn't tell. Everyone was just listening. But to me, I was like, it was like a jolt and I felt it in my whole body. And so what does allowing, being in the state of allowing mean for me? Only I get to interpret that. But And as I go through the year, I know that the word is going to show up in various ways and then it's going to be an opportunity for me to embody and practice that word and take it from being just lip service and a nice word into something that is lived. And uh, for me, allowing is the opposite of resistance and contraction. We as humans are, are designed to resist, to deny to stay in our comfort zone, to talk ourselves out of things versus saying, have a go, do things. We put up additional resistance and challenges or reasons why things aren't possible versus being in the state of allowing and being in the state of possibility. And so this year, my word is allowing. And I can't say for certain what that is going to do or lead me to in the year. But I do know that when I think about the qualities and the values that I want to body and I want to embody and the type of year that I want to have, I think that the word allowing is, it feels exciting to me. And I'm, I'm beyond thrilled to share the word with you here on the podcast and proclaim it and declare it and then take you on the journey as it unfolds in various ways. So there you go. Now let's go back to you and your word of the year. Some people find it helpful to make a list of potential words and then to narrow it down to one that feels the most meaningful to them. So maybe brainstorming or heartstorming a list of words and giving yourself some time and space to feel into each of them and kind of sifting and sorting. But again, by going inward and paying attention to how you feel when you're reading each of those words or saying each of those words. 
do those words lead you to the values or the qualities that you want to have in the year? If no, then it's not the word. If yes, well, lean in. And once you've chosen your word, then I want you to make it be part of your daily life. So I have written it up on our kitchen blackboard. We've got a wall, oh, sorry, a door that I painted in blackboard paint eight years ago. <laughs> and every year I write my word up there. And if we have a family word, we write that word up there. Um, yeah. And so it's visible. It's part of my daily life. Now you could use it like a mantra. I've had women in my um, mastermind and in my social method society membership print it out like in their brand colors and put it somewhere visible in their office all year long. I've had people turn it into screensavers on their phones. So just think about where you could place this word in your daily life so that it is front of mind. Create a mantra or an affirmation around the word if you like. If that's not something that you connect with or respond to, then don't. It's all good. But essentially, how can you keep this word visible so that you can come back to it over the entire year versus choosing something and then forgetting that you even chose it? You may like to incorporate it into a ritual in your day, whether you're someone that has a morning ritual or an evening ritual. Maybe you journal, maybe you've got that word at the top of the page every single day this year and you just think about like how am I embodying this or how has this word shown up for me as an opportunity today and just reflect on that every single day. Like that is another really powerful way to give this word life, to make it be a life force for you. So there you go, my friends. (laughs) Having a word of the year can be extremely transformative and powerful for you personally, for your personal growth, and also for your family. So exciting. Now, as we wrap up this episode, I just wanted to share just a few key points to guide you. If you are someone that is an action taker and you're not just going to listen to the podcast to feel good and get a little dopamine hit because, you know, that's cute and fun, but you're someone that wants to actually put this into practice, then this is for you, okay? Tip number one, remember to choose a word that resonates, that feels good and aligns with your values and goals for the year. The word of the year is not a replacement for your goals. So, you know, inside of the Social Method Society, we're going to be setting goals together for the year. Very exciting. But the word of the year is different to that. It's something that keeps you in alignment with your goals. Okay. So they're they're very, very different. Tip number two um, is don't be afraid to revisit your word of the year and to adjust it if it's not feeling right. Like you don't want to force, nothing about this should be feeling forced. So if you get to a certain point of the year and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's not serving me and there's something else that is, well, permission to shift, okay? The next tip is to consider sharing your word of the year with others. I cannot, for the life of me, find the words to explain the importance of being in community with others that understand and can hold the emotional support required for your growth. That's why we do things in community and that's why we're very discerning over the community and the the people that we even choose to surround ourselves with. So maybe you've got a really good friend 
maybe you're part of the Social Method Society. It is my membership for mums growing businesses, marketing on Instagram. Maybe you're in a mastermind group or another business program. That is beautiful. Share it in those places or have an accountability partner, someone that you trust, that truly has your best interest at heart, that also has a growth mindset, someone that is motivated, hopefully someone that also goes through this practice and has a word of the year themselves. Have fun with the word of the year. Like I said, it should feel good. It shouldn't feel restrictive and hard and heavy. And go into the year feeling open and ready to incorporate that word into your daily life in really creative and meaningful ways. And also in the simplest of ways. Don't overcomplicate it. Now, this is an opportunity to embrace personal growth and to make the most of the year ahead. So go forth, my friends, and do that. Thank you for listening to this episode, for hanging out with me here today. My name is Tracy Harris. This is the Mums with Hustle podcast. Please subscribe. And if you loved it, if you found this discussion helpful about the power of choosing a word of the year, then head on over and leave me a review on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me. Now, if you have a word of the year as well, I'd love to know about it. So if you're in my Social Method Society community, come in and do a post and tell us all about it. And if you are not, well, keep an eye out on my Instagram for a post or a reel about the word of the year and come and tell me what yours is there. Until next week, my beautiful mums in business, stay happy in your hustle and all the best with finding and choosing your word of the year. Love you lots. I'll catch you next week.